Hey, good morning. Thanks for being with us today as we continue in Acts. Um, I've had some people, I think I mentioned this before, I've had people ask me about my coffee mug. Um, this is one that I, I got kind of for conference. Um, and when, when I gather together, when we go to annual conference, I usually sit uh, throughout the uh, conference with some of my friends. And um, it's going to shock you. I don't really have a whispering voice. I don't really know how to whisper. So I get in trouble a lot at conference. And so um, I've got this mug specifically for this year's conference. And it says, what's an inside voice? That's kind of um, my life story. Um, so what's an inside voice? That's what that says. So um, today we're going to be, it's got nothing to do with Acts. I just wanted to explain my coffee mug to you. Um, today we're going to be, um, we've seen the signs and wonders. We've seen the um, the group gather in Peter preach. And uh, now we're going to see the consequences. Now we're going to see what happens because of um, their preaching. So we're going to be reading Acts chapter uh, 4, verses uh, 1 through 22. That's Acts 4, 1 through 22, several verses. So let's read together uh, this passage. When Peter and John were speaking to the people, the priest, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came to them, much annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming that Jesus is the resurrection of the dead. So they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who heard, heard the word believed, and they numbered about 5,000. The next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem, with Ananias, with the, the high priest Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, who were all on the high who were all the high priestly family. They had made the prisoners stand in their midst. They inquired, by what power or by what name do you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the peoples and the elders, if we are questioned today because of the good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man was healed, let it be known to all of you, and to all the people of Israel. This man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus, of Naz Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, and has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, and there is, there is no other name in heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. Good stuff right there. When now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and ordinary men, they were amazed and recognized them as companions of Jesus. When they saw the man who had been Cured standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. So they ordered them to leave the council while they discussed the matter with one another. They said, what do we do with them? For it's obvious to all who live in Jerusalem that a notable sign has been done through them. We cannot deny it. But to keep from spreading further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. They called them and ordered them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in God's sight to listen to you, Rather than God, you must judge. We cannot help from speaking about what we have seen and heard. After threatening them again, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people, for the because of the people. For all of them praised God for what had happened. And the man on whom this sign of healing had been performed was more than 40 years old. Okay. So we see now they are brought before the religious leaders because of the healing and because of the preaching. There are a lot of good and interesting things that happen in this passage. I, I like, well, once again, do you see what Peter does over and over again? How he how he goes back to the Old Testament. So they said, you know, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? And what does he do? Well, he quotes the Old Testament again. He says the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. I mean, that's he's quoting the Old Testament. He's quoting 
the the works of God throughout time in the Old Testament back to the people. So, and here's what is so cool. Let's just look at Peter, for instance. Let's look at Peter, for instance. Remember on the night of the crucifixion, what Peter did? Peter followed Jesus to the courtyard, maybe even to the same general area. He followed Jesus there. And when he was questioned, when three people throughout the night asked him, was he one of Jesus' followers? Was he one of Jesus? Every time he denied that he knew Jesus and denied that he was one of Jesus' followers. Now, what happens? We see here, it says, verse 8, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit said to them, Rulers, the people of elders, if you're questioning today. So Peter is now full of the Spirit. And what do they see in verse 13? Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and of John, they recognized they were uneducated and ordinary men. And they were amazed and recognized them as companions of Jesus. Last time we were in a similar situation, Peter was scared. Peter denied. Peter turned away from Jesus. Peter, you know, in many ways, I say it wasn't just Judas who betrayed Jesus on that night. But Peter three times had the chance to stand up for Jesus. And three times Peter denied and three times Peter failed. But now, post-Pentecost, post-Pentecost, Peter's now full of the Holy Spirit. And what does he do now when asked about what's happening? What does he do now in this time? The scripture says he's full of the Holy Spirit. And he preaches to the religious leaders. He preaches to the Sadducees. He preaches to the Pharisees. He preaches to the teachers of the law. He proclaims Jesus when in his last situation like this, he was afraid. And he didn't. He was afraid. Now we see Peter. He's no longer afraid. He's no longer scared. But now he has confidence because of the Holy Spirit. He has confidence because of what God has done. And he he simply, he simply can't help but proclaim the goodness of Jesus Christ. That's why I love, I love, I got excited when I read 12, verse 12. There's salvation in no one else. And there's no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. So there he is in this moment, this moment of, of crisis, this moment of trial, this moment of fear, moment of doubt. And what does he say? Hey, y'all, it's about Jesus. There's no under name in heaven or earth given by which men can be saved. But it's all about Jesus. All about Jesus. Jesus. What a wonderful word, y'all. Look at this. Don't you marvel at the transformation of Peter? I, I, I know I know. we read the book of Acts. We spend a lot of time seeing the transformation of Paul, rightly so. We see a lot of time marveling at what God has done through Paul. We see a, spend a lot of time thinking and understanding uh, exactly what God has done through Paul. And rightly so. Well, we, we should do that because Paul's story it's a great story. But look at Peter, y'all. Think about how many times in the Gospels 
We look at Peter and we say, oh, poor Peter. Putting his, put his foot in his mouth again, didn't he? Oh, poor Peter. He couldn't get out of his own way. Oh, poor Peter. Look at this. Look at that. And now, but now, y'all, look at Peter. Look at the transformed life of Peter. Look at the bravery and the courage. But I think we see the, the path to this. It's verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and peoples were questioned today because of good deeds done. Peter, filled with the Spirit. Y'all, that, I'm telling you, y'all, that's our most important job in faith sometimes is to make sure that we're being attuned to the Spirit of God, that we're listening to God's Spirit, that we're acting in God's Spirit, that we're, we're living our life rooted fully and completely in the Spirit of God. That's what it's about, y'all. That's what it's about. And that's where Peter's power came from. That's where Peter's courage came from. That's where Peter's strength came from. It wasn't of his own because we see we see earlier in the Gospels what Peter does in his own strength, don't we? We see earlier in the Gospels what happens to Peter when he tries to do it on his own, don't we? But here we see Peter boldly, prophetically, with courage, proclaiming the goodness of God, proclaiming the salvation in Jesus, proclaiming how great is our God? So Peter, oh, got so excited about knocking my glasses off my face. So Peter, he's a new creation and a new man because of the Spirit. May that be our prayer today, y'all. May that be what happens to us and what we do. That the old is done away with. And, and that, oh, I, well, Siri, you know, Siri didn't understand that. huh? Siri might need Jesus. Uh, that the old is done away with. And it doesn't make sense. Siri, Siri, makes, Siri, that's a great point. The world won't understand this. The Sanhedrin didn't understand it. The religious leaders didn't understand it. They didn't know where this power came from. But this power came from Jesus. This power came from the Holy Spirit. And y'all, that's what it's about. That's why Peter became a new creation. That's where Peter's courage and his boldness and his strength came from. Not from Peter himself but from the Holy Spirit. So today, no matter what challenge you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter what's going on, let's stay rooted deep in the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit will give us the grace. The Spirit will give us the courage. The Spirit will give us the boldness and the power to be faithful in these moments. Love this sermon. I love Peter's story. Such a great story. Thanks for being with us uh, as we continue walking together in the book of Acts. Have a great day.